what a wonderful stirring start to this piece and I'm delighted to say that I'm joined by the liturgist and choral director of St Mary's University Choir, Martin Foster. Martin, we are talking about requiems, the music of mourning. So, where to start? I guess it'd be fair to say that the popularity of choral music in the mainstream has been right up there in recent times. I think it's fascinating the way that choirs and people wanting to sing together has grown over the years. But within that, I think what we're talking about today is an interesting facet of that, that actually settings of the Requiem Mass are some of the most popular choral pieces. As you mentioned, I I direct the St Mary's University Choir, and each year we come together for a choirs festival. And I was working out over the last eight years, we've done five Requiems. Um, so, you know, it's a, an interesting text. So what I'd like to look at a bit today is why is this a popular text for people both to write music for, to want to sing, but also I think that it speaks to people in a particular way as well. I think overall, Requiems can offer not only music of great drama, we, we heard that at the beginning of the programme with the Dies Irae from Verdi's Requiem, but also music of great beauty and consolation for people. Right, so, big question. What exactly is a requiem? So these are the texts, the liturgical texts, in Latin, that make up the requiem mass. And actually, as it's often the case, it's known by the first word, which is requiem eternal. A a phrase we know in the familiar English prayer, eternal rest grant to them, O Lord. Mm. So the whole set of texts is known as the requiem. There's actually quite a number of sections that make a Requiem Mass. So of these various sections, different composers choose different parts to set, and we'll see that as we go through the podcast. Nearly all of them begin, though, with the setting of the introit, the the entrance chant, Requiem Aeternum, followed by the Kyrie. As they are settings of liturgical texts, obviously the original context of many Requiems is for the liturgy itself to actually accompany someone's funeral. And among the many familiar requiems, some are intended for that purpose. For example, Mozart, the Foray Requiem, and the Jerufli Requiem. However, since the 19th century, there's been a growth of the concert or secular requiem. Probably one of the first of these was Berlioz in 1837, his Grand Messe des Morts, a large or solemn mass of the dead. Most famously, there's the Verdi Requiem, often sung in choral society concerts. And even to our own day, we see the growth of things like the Britain War Requiem, where you see the Latin text and then English poems put alongside it. So why exactly, Martin, do composers write requiems? As I said, there is this distinction between those written for the liturgy, for church use, and those written for the concert hall. But even underneath that, often there's an occasion or a person for which they're written for. So the Berlioz was commissioned to remember those soldiers killed in the 1830 uprising in France. Mm. The Verdi Requiem has two origins. It's first of all, he suggests it as a requiem mass for the composer Rossini who dies, and that a number of composers join together and each write a movement. He writes the last movement, but nothing becomes of that. And then a couple of years later, the then at the time and and still well-known Italian novelist Alessandro Manzoni, who wrote the novel The Betrothed, he dies. And as he's one of the um, symbols of the Italian nation, Verdi decides to write a whole requiem mass in his honour. 
Perhaps the most interesting of these commissioning stories, though, is all the legends that are built up around the Mozart Requiem. Yeah. If we only know the story from the film Amadeus, we see that it's actually Salieri who comes along and commissions the, the Requiem as a dark figure at night. Now, this is untrue, but we do know that there was a figure who came, didn't make themselves known to Mozart, commissioned a Requiem. And this put the fear of God into Mozart, who was ill at the time, and he saw it as the person actually commissioning Mozart's own Requiem. Mm. What we now know is this was the Count Franz von Volseg, who wanted to have a, a Requiem for his, the first year's anniversary of his wife's death, and he actually wanted to pass it off as his own. So he is the commissioner, and the object is his wife's death. As I say, Mozart was kind of ill at the time, and he dies while it's being completed. So if we listen to one of the movements, we'll see where Mozart starts it, and then one of his pupils, Franz Sussmeier, continues. And so at this point is where the sketches of Mozart, the full orchestral score, stops and Mozart dies. The text of this section comes from the end of the sequence, a long Latin hymn that begins Dies Irae, Dies Illa, that day, that day of wrath. This comes at the very end of it. It's the lacrimosa, that there will be tears on that day. And I hope we can hear how Mozart, Sussmeier, actually kind of puts that into the music. This is music of mourning, this is music of grief. And I think that's one of the attractions of the Requiem text, is it allows people to express emotions they can't otherwise express. Requiem 
written in Paris in 1890, is one of the best loved of all the Requiem settings. And I think in it you see this whole movement from darkness to light, from a fear of death and judgment to light eternal and to paradise itself. So is there a particular moment that actually illustrates this? I think it's true of the whole work. And one of the interesting things is Foray avoids all the most dramatic texts. But that doesn't mean he doesn't have moments of drama. It's that they're softer and more beautiful and serene. So in the Arnus Day, that ends and it moves into the communion text, Lux Perpetua, Perpetual Light. But the join is just a single note, which kind of almost hangs there, waiting for resolution. And it moves in musically into a completely new place. Absolutely beautiful. Now, finally, Martin, I can't let you go without asking you this question, and that is, do you have a favourite Requiem setting? One of them, I think. There's always a number. Would be the setting by Maurice de Rufflet, a French composer of the 20th century. He writes it in 1948. He uses the same set of texts as the Forry, so it kind of mirrors that in terms of movement. But one of the things that makes his unique is he bases it on the plain chant. So the work is wedded to and enriched by the original plain chant melodies of the Requiem Mass, which gives it a both an ancient, but he kind of clothes it in the most beautiful, some might even say lush harmony sometimes. And I'd like to end with the very last movement, the Imparadisum. As it says, it's about the, the soul being led into paradise. That, that's our hope at the end of the Requiem Mass. And it begins with just gentle organ, then harp, and then just the trebles sing what is just the plain chant melody with a, a simple accompaniment. And I think it is quite heavenly. <laughs> 